Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Folks, welcome to Fan Bites Game of the Year podcast series. This is episode three. Uh, I am one of your hosts, head of Fan Bite Media, John Warren. Thank you so much for going on this year-long journey with us at Fan Bite. Uh, I'm joined by two wonderful co-hosts this week. One is the incomparable Merit K. Hey, what's up? Not much. How are you? Jingle, 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 baby. Uh, and also joining us is brand editor plus Nikki Grayson. Hello. Hello. I said that I couldn't see, went to go get my glasses and then forgot. So, so you still can't see. I still can't see. Well, it's an don't, audio. Well, but don't medium. you always say close your eyes? Yeah. Close I your always eyes. Always you always say? saying close your eyes. Close your eyes. Especially if you're listening to this, to this while you're driving, close your eyes. Um, and think of the games of the year. Now our structure is a bit different. We kind of switch it up every year, which I am enjoying. I at first did not enjoy this where we're like, well, we just, we got to be consistent every year. Um, and now I'm kind of like, yeah, it's a fucking free for all and all every single time we do this. And I think it's fine this year. We all came up with our own categories and we came up with a winner for these categories. And then we're going to talk about them. We don't know what the others categories nor winners are. So this is going to, be kind of a surprise for all of us as it unfolds uh so yeah that is our format uh merit we are going to start with you i'm so excited to know what your category and winner is yeah so uh wow big year huh a lot of a lot of games coming out a lot of mm-hmm. uh a lot of uh stuff mm-hmm. a, lot of, a lot of categories and it was mm-hmm. hard to pick just one you know um there were so many and uh the category that that I am really grateful to be able to award tonight is the category of best guy. Best guy. Wow. Best guy. That's a big category. I'm so glad we're talking about it. It's a big field. It's a strong field of contenders this year. I mean, sneaking in late is master chief. I think maybe he'll take it next year. He was sort of, he uh, missed the cutoff, Um, but there's all kinds of guys in games, right? You got your ratchet and clank and or clank. Mm -hmm. Um, you got Mario. Does the does the lady ratchet count as a guy? I mean, does she run around? Yeah, she does. Yeah, then yeah. Okay. Um, you know, it's so many little guys running around. Uh, who could name them all? But uh, I, uh, you know, it's kind of funny. Like, and to be serious for a second, I uh, I don't play a lot of games where I get really attached to characters. Yeah, I guess um, I play a lot of of games that either just have very light stories or, um, or, you know, they're, they're fine, but they're not written particularly well. So it's just like, okay, fine. I like that guy. He seems cool, but he's not like the best guy, you know? And, uh, so this year, the best guy, uh, is a character who is exclusive to my playthrough of Wildermyth. Yeah. Yeah. The 2021 award for best guy goes to Nalnok Noonslitch, which I know sounds Bless you. rude. Yes, thank <laughs> you. Uh, his name is sort of a tongue twister, uh, and he's a cowardly snark. Now, Wildermyth is a game where you're given a randomly generated bunch of little guys, and um, you, uh, you see them through a series of adventures that take uh, years and years, and they grow up, and they have children, and they 
can so turn can into beef it. They can beef it <laughs> if you're uh, if you're <laughs> nasty. Um, and uh, Nelnok is in fact the very first character that I ever saw in Wildermyth because on the the tutorial campaign it starts off with one character who is a mystic sort of narrating what's happening, and that was him. And oh. I ended up taking him through every campaign in Wildermyth. Uh, he yeah. became he got to the highest level of like prestige or whatever. And um, I, I'm really kind of blown away by how much Wildermyth like got me invested in just these randomly generated paper dolls, you know? Sure. Like, uh, so it gives you like a randomly generated story for each character to start off with. And then you sort of encounter different things. And, and uh, but basically Nalnok is a cowardly snark and uh, he was very unpopular growing up. And so he, uh, he, started a career in adventuring and did a bunch of cool stuff. And uh, then a creeping madness nod at him. And to avoid facing it, he faced danger instead. Damn. It's cool. Damn. That's great. Um, and uh, he, like, so uh, wait, he was kind of alone with his thoughts and he was like, I don't like these thoughts. I don't like go these thoughts and kill I'm monsters and stuff. That's kind of great. Yes, that is yeah. exactly right. Um, and uh, he is a mystic in Wildermyth, which uh, there's the three classes. There's sort of, there's like the warrior, the ranger, I forget what the actual names are, and the mystic. And mystics can, uh, instead of just casting like a fireball or whatever, they interfuse with terrain. And then that gives them certain abilities. So they can interfuse with a tree and then like fire bark out of it at uh, at their enemies or, um, you know, with water and make it rain acid on someone. And, yeah. Uh, it's like you know. it's like fucking like Avatar Last Airbender shit. In yeah, a way. yeah exactly, I, I exactly. Love, I, like I've never really played a video game that does that as well as Wildermyth does. Just gives what do you, you these, mean? Like, they made an Avatar game for the Xbox. I know, and it sucked. Oh. <laughs> but it's like I just think I just think they. I don't know. It's such an inspired choice, and I think it was so different than other kind of magic D and D kind of stuff that that's out there. It's great. Absolutely. Um, at first, it seems kind of restrictive, but then it it really encourages you to think tactically, and um, I think is is more interesting than just like shoot lightning. Yeah, um, you're sort of using the terrain in different ways. And he had an ability where, when he interfused with an object, it made him hit harder. So mm -hmm. instead of actually casting spells, his deal is basically that he would just interfuse with some objects and then just run up to guys and start just pounding on them. Uh, and at first, he had kind of like a spear uh, that he was using for a while. And then eventually he um, he had a dream where he turned into a bird. And uh, when he woke up, he had crow wings. Yeah. Whoa. And, uh, Just like real life. Yeah. And uh, that sort of progressed uh, to the point where he has a crow tail, crow wings, crow feet, and one crow arm. And that would have probably gone further, except that he also ran into this woodland spirit at some point, which... Uh, turned his other arm into a bunch of vines. So he mm -hmm. can't actually hold anything anymore because his hands are just all <laughs> fucked up. But what he can do is scratch people with his crow talons and like move people around with his vine arm. And Is um, his head regular though? His head's regular. It just has like a little crest on his forehead. It's like a little leaf, leaf crest. But his that's head is, you know, is regular. That's how you know that he's different. That's how you know that he's different. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, yeah, he went on like all kinds of wacky adventures um, like one time he ran into a turtle who was like, you are one of the ancient guardians that will guard the world. Uh, so once he dies, he will become an animal spirit oh God, that like will the protect Santa the world. Claus. He's like Santa it's, Claus. It's exactly like the Santa Claus. <laughs> uh, one time he encountered a clone of himself. and uh, Just like the Santa Claus. Just like the Santa Claus. <laughs> and instead of like fighting it or like freaking out or whatever, he was like, hey, we should be friends. And the other one's like, just what I was thinking. And so wow. basically there are just two of them. One of them is like going off on adventures somewhere else. Um, that's cool. He lived to be is 100. It, wait, but, wait, wait, hold on. How though? How what? How, clo where Ma clone Magic, I think. Just magic. Oh, okay. Just I don't like think it was happened. ever really explained. It was like oh, okay, one of those good. things where it was like, oh God, you're me. We have to fight or whatever. But he was just able to be like, Wait, no, we uh, don't. No, it kind of cool. whips that they don't explain it. It's just like, yeah, oh, yeah. you it found rules. your you found your doppelganger in the world. Uh, yeah, congratulations. Yeah, um, he had a a partner named Ardenic, 
who uh, was a ranger whose face got kind of fucked up by like one of the Gorgon guys that got partially turned to stone. Um, And they had a kid named Nalra who was pretty cool. Um, And um, yeah, he lived to be a hundred, which is pretty cool. He kept doing quests and stuff. So like with the way Wildermyth works is like your characters have to retire at some point. But like every time you do like a personal quest for them, it ups their retirement age. And so he was just eventually running around as this like old as fuck dude that's like, <laughs> more bird than man. Uh, <laughs> and just like just casting like or just interfusing with like a tree, using his vines to pull someone to him and just like like crushing someone's head in his crow hat. Uh, and he just was like the fucking coolest dude. Like I uh, and he never actually died. I, some people in a. In my campaigns, uh, I did let some people die um, because it seemed appropriate, but there was never really a, a point where that made sense for him. And uh, he got injured and stuff. You know, he he had arrows and stuff that like uh, hit hobbled him, the him and, and hit him in the knees. Yeah. He used to be an adventurer, but he <laughs> yeah. fought. He, listen, he fought Gorgons with the Braid of Valor. He fought Deepest with the Sages of the Seeking Pike. He fought Morthagi with the Druids of the Hungering Spring. And he thought Drowvin with Raven's Courage. Like, come on, you gotta love that. That's cool as hell. Those are you all really love. good proper Those nouns. Those are all really good proper nouns, right? Yeah. And um, yeah, just I think just sort of uh, his whole deal really uh, is emblematic of the cool things that Wildermuth does by just giving yeah. you these like very basic raw materials and then just kind of letting you invest in them. Yeah. And uh, by the end of my playthrough of Wildermyth, I was like, damn, I want to write stories about this guy. Mm-hmm. But this crow yeah. man and his adventures. And uh, I might, I might. Uh, because, I mean, there are other guys in Wildermyth for sure. And some of them are very good guys. I think he is the best guy. Yeah, Nalnok is, is the best guy. Um, how do you think he's going to deal with his uh, alone thoughts now that he's mostly crow and vine? I think he's sort of made peace uh, okay. with himself because sure. I think he has the wisdom of the forest now. Gotcha. Um, he's just going to become a tree. He's, yeah, he's, so he's just my, more chill. I did have someone who did become a tree when they died. Hmm. Uh, Boring. That's he, not as cool. He didn't. He doesn't do that. He's going to become a a member of a mystical order of guardians when he dies. Yeah, that's so. exciting. Yeah. What I don't game? think I've. It's an incredible game. I don't think I've ever played a game that is. Um, that has the the exact energy of a parent who is really good at telling their children stories. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, like I don't know. It's there. It is so warm. The whole thing is like warm, even when mm. shit gets fucked. I think that the whole thing is like we are just telling stories about increasingly bonkers stuff. Yeah, that is like. <laughs> your child you're like sitting next to your child in bed and then they're like i saw a big bird yesterday <laughs> and uh-huh. then you're like all right bet i guess uh derek's a uh, he finds a bird and the bird kisses him on the mouth and now his head's a bird head and the kid's like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. so um, true I, i've never really thought about it like that but that is like such a good way of of thinking about it yeah yeah and it's like it, it absolutely has that element of like um, you said yes and in the craziest way to your own mm-hmm. thoughts and you're like, right. no, no, that doesn't work. But then you just kind of make it work and it yeah. feels, I don't know. Yeah. It, it's, it is very much that kind of Im- improvisational storytelling that a lot of, yeah. somehow works. Yeah. A lot of other games would say no. They would say, right. no, yeah. can't, can't be crow and vines. You can't be crow and vines. <laughs> too, no. ma- too much, too many things. Only one thing can't be yeah. crow and vines. And Wildermyth says, but, well, but what Wildermyth presupposes is, what if you could? Yeah. yeah what if you could? <laughs> it's uh, a good. It's a good question to ask. I think yeah. it. It also has like I don't know. I've never played a tabletop. Well, that's not true. We played one, but it was like in. A, it was not in a fantasy setting, right? Mm. Right. Um. This was the first thing that I played where I was like, oh, yeah, I see. Like I get it now. Yeah. Um. Just because the the stories are they're all. You do you, you. It's the best DM you could possibly have. You have no fucking idea mm-hmm. where you're going, 
Um, yeah, they did it. They delivered yeah. on the promise of, obviously it's not the same as playing a game with like a real DM or whatever, but they used like the the systems of video games to like create a version of that yeah. that is just like so wild. That just, I, is unbelievable. Literally everyone I've told to play this game has been like, this is incredible. Like yeah. they've done something really special here. And uh, the most special thing of all that they did was make Nell Knock Noon Slitch, the Cowardly Snark Level 5 Mystic, age 100. <laughs> age 100. <laughs> Put it on Jintendo Switch, please. Oh, yeah. God. That would be... If you're listening. That'd be good. That would be nice. Yeah. Because the the, uh, the the Steam Deck thing is... I, I don't think that's ever coming out. It's I paid, I paid out, for yeah. it, but you, I don't you, think it's ever you, going out. You think they... They just took <laughs> your money. They pushed out of the first window, and then yeah. they were like... Ah. They're like, nah, we're good, we're good, we're good. We forgot that we, we forgot that we basically base our whole, inv- our whole work on hiring some uh, ec- economist from Europe to fix all of our problems. We don't need to make hardware. Uh, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but but yeah, either Switch or Steam Deck. I do want to take this on the go. It's very good. Um, some would say the best game of 2021. I don't know. Some would I would say, say that. Yeah. Um, well, thank you. I, I, you know what? I never saw your guy, never played with your guy, but I agree with you, Merritt. That's the guy of the year. Hey, I have a good, I have a question. Can yeah. you trade, can you like trade guys around in Wildermyth? I've never really I, looked into it. You cannot trade guys, no. but if you play multiplayer, you can share guys. You can share Oh, guys. right. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, because it seems like the ideal kind of thing, like the old me system of like your friends, me's just start oh showing up God. in your oh game. Showing up in your party. Yeah. Yeah. That would rule. I still yeah, want to play I, multiplayer. We'll yeah. I was going to say we should, we should absolutely we should do, do a multiplayer run uh, yeah. next year. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. That's, yeah, in, in, that's in, in two, that's in, in two, two weeks, weeks or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we should absolutely do that. Cause that game, that game rules. The music also incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good, now good I want to play Wildermyth again. Now I want to play Wildermyth. What yeah. if I just started Wildermyth right now? I'm, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do some amazing time traveling. If you want to listen to a really cool interview with Nate Austin, the lead at Worldwalker, who made uh, um, this wonderful game, you can listen to my episode of Thanks for the Knowledge, which came out, I believe, last week. Whoa. Um, wow. How'd you um, do that? I, I just through the power of scheduling and remembering shit. I remember <laughs> to say that. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna assume that conversation was really great uh, because this Ooh, is a good good video game. That's so. a that's a that's a tough tough seed to plant. Huh? <laughs> I got a lot. I'm putting of a lot a little lot of pressure on Nate uh, to come through with that good interview. But yeah, it's um, at the end of the interview, like Nate, listen, I said this one was gonna be great, said, and that one was I set okay. the bar really <laughs> high here. Yeah, um, we're gonna just go here until we get it. So strap in, <laughs> strap in. Three hour three hour recording time. No, but um. Yeah, I, I, the Wildermyth is I, I, one of the most important games of the year, and I think it is one of the best games of the year. And it is a lot has to do with this exact storytelling and creating these, um, like you know, how XCOM, like people get really attached to their own XCOM yeah. characters that they yeah. create. Wildermyth just kind of hands you that stuff and delivers a more meaningful experience at the same time. Like, and it and it still gives you the um, you're six feet away from the guy and you try to shoot a gun and you it miss. It does, yeah. <laughs> there is a there is a little bit of XCOM in Wildermyth, and I think that's to its benefit. But there is sometimes that that stuff in it too. It feels um, just as good in both games. <laughs> <laughs> you missed at point blank range. Um, uh, but yeah, thank you, Merritt, for telling us about the the best guy of the year. Yeah, thank you. Um, Nikki, do you want to tell us about uh, your category and your winner? Hello. Hello. My name is Nicholas Grayson. Hi. And I'm here to tell you about, well, no, hold on. No. Video <laughs> games are an art that, admit that everyone can enjoy if you're six or 66. Sure. There are video games for you. Now, thanks to the power of the Xbox Series X, anybody can experience a brand new world just for you. Hi, I'm Giancarlo Esposito, and I'm here to present the category. Uh, now wait, best, I, thought, I thought you were Nicholas Grayson. I'm Giancarlo now you're Esposito saying, as Mick, Mick, Nicholas Grayson. Oh, it was an act. Now, oh, the whole time that's called acting. Welcome, welcome, Giancarlo. You need to prove that it's you. Can you please Me give Papa? Oh, thank you so much. Voice recognition succeeded. Authenticated. 
Mi papa nominates video game. Best moment that gave me a tension headache because I was laughing so hard. That's a good category. And this year's winner is... Da, 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 da. Oh, wow. Da, 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 da. Is that the chief I hear? That's right. Pokemon Brilliant Diamond. Oh. <laughs> no, it's Halo Infinite. <laughs> <laughs> Halo Infinite um, is, the, is the winner of the best moment that gave me a tension headache because I was laughing so hard category here at the Fancies in the year of our Lord 2021. Folks. I knew that Halo Infinite's multiplayer was probably going to be my game of the year uh-huh. after the first technical preview when the game was not done yet mm-hmm. in August. Mm-hmm. I was like, there's not going to be anything better than this. Um, and I was right. <laughs> yeah. You called your shot. I, I, I called my shot and I, I hit it. I was right. Um, Halo Infinite's multiplayer, I think, is one of in a year that for me was uh emblematic of a lot of change in both good and bad ways i think um halo infinite's multiplayer and and to a lesser extent i think the story mode but the the multiplayer specifically was the perfect i think manifestation of nostalgia for a previous time in my life where I felt joy and then a, a perfect, it married a current like love and joy around the people that I have in my life currently. And I kind of was, didn't realize that I had been missing that feeling of sitting on my couch yelling, uh, with eight other people in an Xbox live party, uh, all doing the same thing, kind of just vibing while Paul is, while we're in the lobby waiting for another match to start, Paul gets the fuck up from his couch and goes and washes a dish. And I can hear Paul's like, like sponge hit the, the um hit the plate and like the water drip and i'm like yeah this is what video games used to be before before i thought about them critically video games used to be this um i haven't there has not been a game that has done that for me like halo infinite has and then the video game has the fucking audacity to be good also (laughs) yeah um the that technical preview that would that they did in August where it wasn't even obviously it wasn't even the full game it just had a handful of modes and then they added big team battle towards the end but halo's i think halo infinite has such a such a reverence for the source material and a legitimately a legitimately interesting approach to giving the player just shit to fuck around with at a certain point. I don't think the game really cares about whether you win or lose, Mm -hmm. which I think is a radically different way that halo has, I think been approached generally um, in the past and how every first person shooter kind of approaches multiplayer. Um, It doesn't really care if you win or lose. And if you are, even if you're good if you're like playing Slayer with your friends, you're still losing like 50% of the time. Yes. Unless you're like going through ranked and like, like trying, trying, you're still losing 50% of the time, which I think is like, actually that's the hallmark of good um, matchmaking is that you are only winning half of your games. Um, You can still go on runs where you're winning back to back to back to back and you get off and you're like, wow, I'm the best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm quitting my job and I'm entering esports. Yeah, but then, you, um, then you'll get online the next morning and get exactly. stopped so you'll bad get you stopped. throw your Xbox away. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, you you lose an oddball match 200 to 16. <laughs> I've done that before. Yeah, yeah and God. then you're like, or or you lose an oddball match 200 to 199, which is even more gutting. But you're like, well, gotta do it again. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be mad for 35 seconds, but I gotta do it again. Um. It just is more interested in the player 
using the tools that they have created to create their own moments, mm -hmm. right? It is, mm -hmm. it is more about creating the initial moment where John and I were playing on fucking, it's not Blood Gulch, but it's the Blood Gulch map yeah. mm -hmm. in Big Team Battle where uh, John is walking, literally walking across the road and I'm like, John, get in. <laughs> And I'm honking my horn. Mm -hmm. And instead of slowing down to allow John to get in the motor vehicle, sure. I just run him over. Uh -huh. And then I say, John, why did you do that? <laughs> yeah. Because it was, in fact, John's fault for uh -huh. being in front of the car. Mm -hmm. um, and then, like, I don't know. I've, I've played a handful of sessions with Michael Heim here in front of the site. Um, at In the nighttime where we're both fucking loopy and we're just like, talking shit the whole time. And it's like, that to me is why I kind of got into video games is those, those interpersonal um, interactions that happen while you're doing the same thing, but not particularly caring about the game that you're playing, mm. but still, you're still having fun. That's kind of why I got so deep into Fortnite this year. Um, except I'm better at Halo than I am at Fortnite. Cause a kid can't turn into a building, you know? Yeah. I can just shoot the kid before they, turn into the house god can you imagine if they put in a fucking building mode in halo can i it's called forge john yeah i guess that's true <laughs> um, no but they should let you forge in in the middle of matches <laughs> yeah just turn that would be incredible you should start throwing warthogs at people yeah um yeah i don't know i and also like even having in the in the time since i nominated or sorry in the time since uh the academy created this category um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was able to complete the single player as well. And that the single player experience is, I wrote when right after that initial preview, I was like, this was one of the most incorrect takes I've ever had in retrospect, but I was like, they don't need to release a single player because the, um, multiplayer is strong enough that it is not necessary to put this single player out. And then I was like, core to the experience of Halo is I think picking up skills in one part of the game and then transferring them to another part of the game. Yeah. And I think because I've played so much multiplayer and then the fact that they put the game out a week early, which is nuts. I think, I don't think we're going to ever have a moment like Microsoft up and being like, Hey, the multiplayer for the video game Halo Infinite is just out now. Yeah, anyway, they, they did see the you thing. later. I know I've talked about this before somewhere, but they did the thing that everyone on Earth was begging Nintendo to do with Animal Crossing yes. back in mm -hmm. back in 2020. Everyone's like, "We know the game's ready. We're all sick and stuck. Help yeah. us!" And then, oh. then they just didn't. Um, they just they just really they they Halo, they just put it on the store. Uh -huh. But three three Microsoft is like, remember that? We will yeah. we'll do it. Why not? Um, but I think the, I, there was, there's just something so smart, I think about the fact that you have been playing ideally in for Microsoft, right? Or for three, four, three, ideally you've been playing the multiplayer for the last week and a half before the game came out. Yeah. So you've had, you have all of this experience with the game and with its systems and with the triangle, um, and like with the combat triangle and with the weapons and then you get into the single player and then the game is kind of like, it's like you skip the tutorial mm -hmm. a little bit yeah. because you ideally like they give you all of the tools that you have in the multiplayer from the jump. It's not like you have to like unlock the grappling hook. Master Chief just has the grappling hook. You yeah. use the grappling hook 150 fucking times in the multiplayer. You I, know that you can pick guns up with it and you I know felt, that you can grapple with it. I, I played the, the the day before we recorded this, I played the first three hours of the, the Halo Infinite mm -hmm. campaign. And you're right. Like I, I just immediately ran into those scenarios knowing what I needed to do because I'd been playing, mm. multi, I played multiplayer for like 40 hours already. Yeah. Um, and it's like, you know, the verticality is, uh, a bit different and more pronounced in this game because of the grapple hook and like the mm -hmm. grapple shot. Is that what it's called? Grapple shot? Yeah. The grapple shot. Yeah. Uh, because the grapple shot, it's like, you can just, you know, Hey, like 
it it is that goofy Todd Howard thing of like, you see that you mm-hmm. can go to it. Mm-hmm. And like there, there is the, the, the multiplayer does actually do a pretty good job of kind of teaching you those tenants before you even step into the campaign. So it was smart. It was really smart. Yeah. And, and I think there's, yeah, I think that's it. Basically. Like the, the, I want like to talk the, about funny moments. Let's talk. Yeah. You, 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 the, the can't, the, the, the category is you laugh so hard. You gave yourself a headache. Tension mm-hmm. headache. Yeah. Um, was that, was that when, when you ran over John? That was that's the first one. one I got. Yep. Oh, there's more than one. The, one of the second ones I got is I grapple shot. Onto, so there's a map that's a Slayer map. I should have looked up the names of these maps. I don't there's know a, them either. <laughs> there's a there's a desert map that is a that is fucking huge for eight people. Oh, with but the it's vehicles. A, it's a Slayer it. with the vehicles on yeah. it. Yes. Um, Michael and I, again, friend of the site, Michael Heim, spawned into that map, and a scorpion spawned. And we were like, all right, bet. We'll just get in this until it dies. We were, the score at the time was like 15 to 10 or something. Michael and I racked up the following 50 kills (laughs) in the Scorpion combined by just driving, just driving laps at four and a half miles an hour in a fucking tank just went, did laps. And my, I would be like, Michael, they're behind us. And Michael would be like, all right, bet. And they would turn very slowly tank again. It's a tank very slowly turn the fucking cannon I could watch I could watch Michael aim the cannon up and down to line the shot up and then I would hear a chunk and then you would hear the explosion and then the kill feed would be like uh Michael killed this guy and I would be like great perfect keep going and then we would just continue to run laps over and over again um there's an achievement called mount up I think which is to get four people into a Razorback, which is a warthog that doesn't have a gun on it, but has extra armor. Yeah. Um, and the way you get that achievement is by, you have to stop. One person, ha- the person who's getting the achievement has to get into the motor vehicle. Then they have to honk. And then everybody else has to get into the car. Like within like a ha- or a second or two after the person yeah. honks. It's, the, it's Ra- the get it, get in loser achievement. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Essentially. Well, um, Razorbacks are pretty rare. They don't spawn on every map and they don't spawn all the time. Um, and because the vehicle, like the power weapon spawns, the vehicle weapons spawns are varied. So you can get a map where usually a Razorback will spawn, but there won't be a Razorback. Um, and then they're obviously all on spawn timers. So it was a situation where I got into the motor vehicle. My friend Christian was like, all right, it's time for me to get the achievement. And I said, great. So I drove it halfway across the fucking map to get it to him. And then I got out and then I was like, Christian, there's a, there's a wasp nearby. And he was like, no, there's not. And I was like, okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> there absolutely is not. There's not a wasp nearby. Um, and Ren is like making her way across the map. And then we're basically relying on a stranger to get in. Um, and we all, Christian honks the horn. I file in, Ren files in, and then the person, the fourth person is about to file in, and then the wasp that I had been talking about moments prior comes over the building and then just fires a handful of rockets into us, killing us instantly. (laughs) Christian did not get the achievement. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Um, The game, it's like, that's stuff that you cannot script, and it it is all timing based and it's all it all feels fortuitous in a way that is i think unique to halo halo is halo is the funniest first person shooter Mm, Uh, arguably it is the funniest video game ever made both intentionally and unintentionally i think a lot of this stuff like this the the tension headache laughing stuff that i'm talking about is all unintentional stuff, right? Like they, they aren't building these moments specifically. Their only thing they're doing is giving us the tools to create these moments. But also in the single player, the grunts are yelling. Like they're all, fun, actually really all, funny. all of the enemies are constantly talking about yeah. how fucked they are. Yeah. They're like, ah, oh, shit. My favorite line is when, if you're master chief and you kill a grunt and then uh, that's next to another grunt, 
but then your shield has gone down and you run away to like recharge your shield, the second grunt who watched the first one die will be like, well, I guess the chief is dead. Time to go. And then he starts running away. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, they, they all like everybody talks too fucking much. It's so funny to me. It's yeah. like, um, yeah, you're just going through these interiors and say, like you know just <laughs> running away with their hands in the air and then some of them will kind of chase after you but they 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 don't believe in themselves which uh-huh. is really funny mm-hmm. um yeah it's really really funny I, I think one of the funny moments for me in the multiplayer was when i was on that same desert map um where you and michael had the the scorpion mm-hmm. and uh, a banshee spawned and so i got into the banshee and i'm doing laps i'm just doing what you did i racked up i yeah. think 22 kills mm-hmm. um just doing laps by myself but i got into this like intense gunfight with a couple people who you know kind of kind of had me at an angle and i was like okay well this might this might not be good and so i kind of was like trying to maneuver my way out of the situation but like didn't have a lot of clearance to do it and so i just was like you know what i guess i'm just gonna dive into this guy nose first as like steeply as i can and like maybe maybe it connects and that's cool and if not you know uh, i'll just be toast and i just did a a fucking swan dive and this guy i guess just watched it happen like (laughs) uh, he won't he won't and then i did and then i got away and it was just like unbelievably funny and um yeah i don't know i it, it's every day i play this game there's a moment in it that makes me laugh pretty hard yeah. um and uh yeah i think it's uh it, it is a funny video game yeah i think that ma- that map specifically is special because there aren't enough indoor spaces on the other no. big team battle maps but the fact that you can get that banshee into either of the spires on the left and the right sides where the flags spawn makes it art, I think. Um, The idea, like the number of times I have rolled into one of those spaces to see a Banshee who has gotten themselves stuck inside or been the Banshee that is stuck inside Mm -hmm. of that room, basically waiting to either be killed (laughs) or have the game kill me because it's confused as to what to do with me. Yeah. it's just incredible. Yeah. Um, I, I, I remember the, the feeling you were describing earlier of kind of like having this, um, return to this nostalgia while also kind of intersecting with kind of the, the people you're around now. Like I had that kind of exact same thought because I, I've, I had this weird deja vu of being on like a big call with friends. Um, and it was that thing of like, they, everyone has their adult lives now, but it reminded me of, hooking up my original Xbox to the mm. Austin College intranet mm-hmm. and playing land parties with other dorms like across campus and um and just being able to like you're not entirely sure immediately who you're facing uh when we were doing matchmaking yeah. and stuff and so like sometimes we'd be playing uh against uh someone in a dorm that was like across campus and then like other times we'd be playing against someone then realize they're right above our dorm room like you yeah. know it's like that was like an amazingly funny and um weirdly like i don't know bonding experience between yeah. like a lot mm-hmm. of people and um uh, yeah, Halo has been scratching that itch uh, pretty pretty hard. Um, I don't know how this game made the fact that you can play video games on the internet feel novel to me again. I know what you mean. I mean, like, I got called the R word, you know, so it's like... Yeah, um, yeah that's, that's good. You know, I, rem- <laughs> I remember that, folks. Um, that's Xbox that Live. Yeah. Hey, uh, big news. Yeah. Uh, well, it's no longer big news as of this coming out but they put team slayer playlist in oh good that's yeah that's that's great and something called fiesta slayer oh fiesta slayer is good that's incredible it's like randomizes your loadout Mm -hmm. oh it's but it's only power well it's mostly power weapons it's mostly power weapons yeah so everyone will spawn with like rocket launchers and like sniper rifles and stuff is pretty yeah, very your, good. Your, t- your time to death is like, <laughs> it's like two <laughs> seconds in that game. Yeah. I've been in that mode. I feel like, um, but it's, that's good. Um, because it's you three on the call. Um, I will hearken back to the other time. A first person shooter has made me laugh incredibly hard. And it was when, um, 
you and Nikki, uh, yeah, well, Merritt and Nikki were both playing Apex Legends, and Nikki mm-hmm. called a um, a uh, <laughs> uh, drop uh, of items and just stood mm-hmm. right under it, and it killed them. I wanted and, to see what would happen. And then Merritt's just like, wait, did you just... And Nikki was like, I didn't think it would happen. And like, Merritt's like, it's things. a fucking orbit drop from space. You didn't think it would kill you? Yeah, but it's a helpful drop it? of items. Yeah. <laughs> they can't just they just can't kill you with the health box yeah i i do wonder like i don't know it's kind of useless playing this game and i'm I'm just very happy that halo infinite exists and it's so much fun but like i am like i'm watching just the the apex legends uh, play out over the past few years going what if they had just put vehicles in that game like yeah a year ago mm. like mm-hmm. would we yeah. all be having this conversation about halo infinite like would we be you know it's like because i feel like apex kind of had has a lot of the dna of i think the fun of halo but never i don't know like expanded on it in a way right um and i think like now that i've returned to halo i'm like god yeah nothing else feels like this huh um i don't know good video game good video game john yeah it is now your turn. Oh, okay. I do have a category and it's um it's a bit of a tricky one, but it's like I feel like every year I play I play I play a lot of games. I've been trying to play more games wow, the past brag couple about years. It. Yeah, well, geez. well I don't play as many games as people on the, the site play the play games. I mean that's Wow, brag about it. What's it like being lucky? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait! It's it's lucky to not play as many games. Yeah, do you have a life outside of it. No, not oh, really. I see. No, well, that sucks. no, that's the that's the thing. Sad. But every mm. year I play a handful of games where I just can't decide if I'm having any fun. Like for mm. for like 10, 12, 20 hours. Um, and so yeah, this is the twenty twenty one game. I couldn't tell if it was fun at all. Award. <laughs> <laughs> And I have nominees for this one. I have four oh, nominees yeah. for this one. Uh, and the nominees are Battlefield 19... Oh, nope. Sorry. Nope. Battlefield 1942. <laughs> Battlefield 2042, <laughs> Deathloop, Far Cry 6, and Madden 22. Wow. That's a stacked mm. category of bad games. And the winner of 2021 game I couldn't tell if it was fun at all goes to Death loop. Wow. Congrats. And, and here's and here's and here's why those others didn't win is because they weren't fun at all. Um, I see, I see. So Madden 22 and Battlefield 2042 were, were not good. I would say Far Cry 6 was actually fun in little bursts, but then I, I agree. I got I it got old for me. Yeah. It's um, on my top 10 list, unfortunately. Deathloop, I that doesn't surprise me. Deathloop, I played about like 12 hours of and Mm -hmm. finally stopped after I determined I was not having fun and it took me that long. You could also read this category as a game I was probably most disappointed in um, and and other things, but I want to talk about Deathloop just because I do know folks that love this game. Uh, Jay, our wonderful summer intern, absolutely devoured this game over the Providence trip. And Mm. I kept on hearing about it and was super excited. And I kept up with the, um, I kept up with the media loop on, on this game. And I'm a major, major fan of arcane. Um, I am a, a huge fan of, especially the, the Harvey Smith catalog. So he did uh, Dishonored, Dishonored 2, and Dishonored Death of the Outsider. Uh, Ralph, Col- Ralph, uh, Ralph Colantonio did Prey, and I think that is one of the best games of 2017. 2017, really good for video games. Has anyone said that already? No. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and those games took an immersive sim and created such a tension between you and other characters in this environment. And I think I was excited to see what Deathloop could do with that formula. And I was excited about the fact that they stripped away the moral mechanics of, um, of killing. Like I Mm -hmm. thought, okay, well, you know, having a sandbox where you can do anything, but you're punished for killing people is a little bit, um, 
it can be a little bit restrictive. And I was like, okay, well, they're they're stripping the limiter off this. They're like making this beautiful, perfect, uh, you know, amalgam of the things that I love about immersive sim and arcane games. And actually what I thought we ended up with was a game that um, was creating tension between the player and its own complicated mechanics rather than other characters and, and, and NPCs in the world. Um, and I actually found the moment to moment, like interactions between you and the enemies in this world to be unbelievably boring. Mm. Yeah. Um, and so devoid of the tension that these games are known for that I am genuinely shocked that this game got kind of talked about the way it did for a while. Um, and I, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I wanted to talk about a game that I think I was very excited to play and have struggled to kind of figure out why it didn't resonate with me because there's always one of those, one of these a year that I, um, you know, I, I, I will probably try to revisit it or some point at some point, but, um, yeah, I did th- this game threw me for <laughs> a loop and, Boo. uh, what Oof. Oof. are you booing? I'm right. Um, and this, this game really kind of weirded me out because it, it created none of the tension that the other arcane games used to. Um, but it was also obsessed with its own, complicated kind of time loop mechanics and like it created a very impressive i think game design of a a very intricate puzzle that you had to solve over time which like in theory i think sounds great in practice it made me feel so old and shitty that like i was just like i don't i just kind of want to i kind of want to sneak past these guys and you know um like push a guy into a river through a Rube Goldberg device, like dishonored or something mm-hmm. like, but there, there wasn't a lot of that in this game. I felt like, and uh, I don't know. Um, I know Nikki, you played it a bit, right? Yeah, I did. Um, I also did not finish it because I was, I was like, I get it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what did, uh, I guess, cause you played dishonored as well. This I year did play dishonored. Time. So yeah. So that's the thing, right? Like I, had such a good time with Dishonored. That was the first arcane game that I had played because I bounced off of Prey pretty quickly because my brain was small in 2017. Um, and I played Dishonored this year basically on a lark. Like yeah. I, it, it, They put it in Game Pass and I was like, fuck it. Yeah, that's I have an Xbox in the bedroom. I'll play mm-hmm. this game in the bed. Um, and then I basically over the course of like four days, I finished the whole thing and I was like, wow, it's one of the best games ever made. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, that was their, that was their, that was not their first one, was it? No, I mean, it wasn't Arcane's first game. No, they made or like Arcs Fatalis and some other okay. stuff. But, but um, was it the first game in that style, in that like vibe or no? Well, like, <laughs> no. Let me tell you about the immersive stuff. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, no okay, yeah. It fine. was the bio, bio, not bio, um, system shock. System shock. Um, System Shock was really a lot in like the original Deus Ex, which is a game that Harvey Smith worked on with Warren Spector. Harvey Smith is the uh, director of Dishonored, Dishonored 2, and uh, Dishonored Death of the Outsider. In any case, it was an old video game when I played yeah. it, and I said, well, the new one's got to be better. Um, <laughs> they've, got the, they've got the power of the PlayStation 5 on their side, uh-huh. you know? Um, and like the concept was really cool. Like in a, in a year that was plagued by the concept of the time loop. Yeah. Um, I kind of was like, this one seems like it hits the stylistic choices were like fucking specifically made for me. Both of the main characters were black. I was like, that's it. It's me. It's my game. Mm -hmm. And then I got in and then I had fun. And then I like it, the fun stopped. And I think like, I don't I want the did, fun to stop. You don't want the fun to stop. Like, John, I think if I'm kind of the opposite, I know I had fun. I wanted to keep having more fun, but the game was not giving it to me. Yeah. Um, it also kept breaking on me in ways that stopped my progress. Yeah. To the point where I was like, I literally don't have time to do this again. Yeah. Because the game came out around the Providence trip or like right before, or right after, or something like that. And I just had other stuff to do. And I was like, I can't, the game at one point, there's the one guy, 
was his name? Anton? I might have, nope, that's the guy in Far Cry 6. The guy who's invisible, the invisible guy that you fight in the in near the radio station. Yeah, I know what you're um, talking about. I don't remember the name either. At one point- Invisible Francis. Invisible, invisible Francis, Francis, thank yeah. you. At one point, that guy did not spawn in for me th- on three consecutive loads. Mm. And I was like, the music started. The game thought I was in the boss fight. He wasn't there. But oh, then weird. I was like, well, he's invisible. <laughs> so I got to check the area. <laughs> and then I scoured the area for like two hours. And I was like, well, I just don't think he spawned in because yeah. he hadn't spawned in. And I was like, I, I'm, I'm good. Like, I, I get it. Yeah. Um, Th- yeah. This is, you know what this is telling me, Nikki? You need to play Metal Gear Solid 3. <laughs> Metal Gear Solid 3. Yeah, What's, Which one's that one? That's the one in the 60s um, where. Oh, that's the uh, one where you got to eat Snake Eater. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Snake Eater. Yeah. You got to eat it. You got to eat the snakes. Yeah. Um, uh, that's the one where Revolver Ocelot meows. Like that's that that oh, happens in that game. Yeah. But there's also a boss fight that you have against an ancient sniper that is but that's the one that you can end early right by killing well, him when he's on the dock <laughs> you you can end early when you when you when he's on the dock if you get a good shot off like immediately um or you can set your clock way forward and he dies of natural causes <laughs> which is fucking brilliant um, but but if you play it the actual way it is this just very large map at least large for playstation 2 area games um where you just can't see the guy um Great. and he's just always pointing a gun at you and it's there's actually a lot of weird tension in that and that boss fight but that reminded me of like well i know yeah. he's here and he's invisible I know he's here he's just yeah he's yeah, just there were a lot invisible of, there were a lot of bugs in in death loop yeah. and i think like th- this is such like a snotty thing but it's like this was the first outing of a studio that i really really love that i thought missed yeah and and like I, I hate like I love that uh, Dinga Bacaba and Sebastian M- M- Miton like they they got to direct this game and it's not mm-hmm. Harvey Smith or Raph Cal- Antonio. Raph is gone, but uh, Harvey Harvey's still there. And it's like, yeah, like I'm good that these younger directors are getting a shot at the game, especially um, uh, directors of color, like because Harvey and Raph are both as white as white can be, and that's just like the, what they've been doing for a long time. And so I'm glad that other folks are getting a shot here, but like, um, it felt like a miss. And I felt like the whole time I was just like, God, I wish Harvey had made this game. Um, fortunately he is making Redfall, which is that really cool looking vampire hunting game. That is going to be like a, a open world shooter kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I will say this to the game's credit. I think that the multiplayer stuff was really cool. Um, I, I also like that you didn't have to do it at a yeah, certain point. I, I, I like that, turned yeah. off the fact like the invasion I stuff. I did, I did too, because I'm, oh, like, yeah. I'm not going to get good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I turned the invasion stuff off because Austin Walker got me. Once. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember that, um, which was just humiliating. Um, but after that, I was like, I'm good. Like, I, I'm good. I want to like have fun with this one and not get got by uh, Austin Walker. Do you like the invasion mechanics in, in Dark Souls games, Merit? That's an interesting question. Yeah. Uh, do I like them? I don't know that I I don't know that I'm ever happy when uh when I'm trying to <laughs> play the game yeah. and a stranger comes in and is like, hey, I want to fuck around with you for a while. Uh-huh. So yeah. it did get to the point where when I was streaming them, sometimes if a stranger just showed up, I'd be like, Bye, and just like jumped off a cliff, so it would, yeah, I've seen so you it would go faster. Very funny, yeah. because I'm trying to finish the game. I'm not trying to fight every Tom, Dick, and Harry who rings a bell and ends up in my world. You know, yeah. But it is kind of funny sometimes, and I have had some good experiences with that. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. I, I I feel like the the being hunted by Juliana in this game was sometimes interesting and tense and then other yeah. times i i did have that moment of just like i don't want to fucking do this right now like i, I yeah just and went, yeah and you would either like immediately run to the exit regardless uh-huh. of whether or not mm-hmm. you were close yes um, yeah yeah um and it's a game i didn't finish and and it's mm-hmm. just because i constantly was like this has the elements of these games i love very much but they're it's just not 
it's not working. Um, I think my brain may be too small for like doing the, the big temporal time puzzle thing too. Um, so I, mean, I, I had problems with this with the uh, outer wilds too, where I was just like, mm. uh, how do I piece this together? Uh, <laughs> like it took a, a long time for me. So I, I just might be dumb, which is fine. No, just use guides. I think there's something about that game that like at the beginning was like, Oh, I'm not going to use guides for this. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it, it worked out because there's that puzzle on the, sorry to talk about this game so much, but the, there's that puzzle on the map that is like a carnival. Uh-huh. where the the numbers to the code on the door are built into the walls on the map. Right. But some of the numbers you can't see unless you're at a very specific angle because via perspective, the numbers will come into view. And like I, I put my head against that one for a really long time. And then the second I was like, there are not enough fucking numbers in here. Uh-huh. And then I turned around like I, exited the building and I was like, all right, I'm going to run around and then come back in. And I came in the building at just the right angle. And I was like, Oh, (laughs) and it was like, I, that was the only moment like that this year that I had where I was like, I'm the smartest person. I'm so smart. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I do. Nobody, nobody has solved this puzzle. I'm the first person to solve it. No one at arcane has solved Mm -hmm. this. Yeah. They didn't even know. They They put it in. Good luck. Yeah, it's a bad have, Mario Maker map. Yeah, I was about to say, they don't do that stupid <laughs> Mario Maker shit where you got to beat your own level. They're just like, nope, let's just see what happens. Um, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I hate to end on a, a dour note. I just, there all, there's always a game every year that I'm like, what, did I have any fun playing this? And I just never really figured out if I was or not. Um, and Deathloop was uh, one of my most disappointing of the year. Um, but yeah, we talked about three really cool games. Uh, well, cool-ish. Uh, some people think Deathloop is really cool. Uh, but Halo Infinite and Wildermyth are definitely... I, I, can, I, I can... You know what? I can say this now because my goatee piece is already up on the website by this time. Uh, Wildermyth and Halo Infinite are my one and two, but I won't say which order. So you'll just have to go to Fanbyte. You just have to go to Fanbyte.com and find out. Um, Damn. But, uh, but yeah, um, three really cool games. A- any kind of parting shots about this year before we, uh, before we wrap? I think um, we should probably get away from not making enough stuff. Um, and more people should be able to buy things if they want them. For example, I, mm-hmm. I last week was working in the city of Los Angeles uh-huh. and I missed the, uh, Halo Infinite vinyl, uh, presale sure. for Mondo.com. Um, and I remembered it today and I was like, oh, they've got a hat. It's vinyl. Uh-huh. We've been making vinyl for 150 fucking years. Sure. It's vinyl. And no, they, they, got, they don't got it any, anymore. They're, got they're it. quote all out. Oh. You can't be all out of vinyl. Melt a Funko Pop. Yeah, please melt a Funko Pop. Please. Um, I don't know. A good year for games, I guess. I think it was a really good year. Uh, Merritt, yeah. I mean, what do, you, what do you think about this year of games? Yeah, it was a strong crop, I think. Um, a, lot of, a lot of cool stuff. I mean, I didn't get around to playing a lot of the really big things. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I got through a few of them. And uh, I got through a lot of sort of smaller things that snuck in here and there. Um, you know, I say Wildermyth is like a smaller thing, but it it has like tons and tons of reviews on steam because this game has been an early access for so long. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's real shame that some of those games got snubbed at, uh, you know, the Jeffies and not that they yeah. mean anything, sure. but, uh, but you know, they, they mean, they mean new renewed attention to those titles and, uh, really bizarre to see just the shutout of, uh, of some of what I thought were the best games. And, uh, I hope that that doesn't continue as we, uh, move through game of the year season. And um, yeah, I hope, you know, it doesn't just become a like Halo Guardians, uh, whatever. Uh, Mario. Mario. Well, Mario, see, everyone forgot about Mario, but Mario was very good. Mario was so Mario good. Bowser's Fury good. is one of the best games I played this year. Uh, and um, they came out in like February, so nobody remembers it anymore. Um, yeah, I think we, we just got to make the trophies. We'll, we'll send them out in January. Yeah. yeah we'll, we'll make trophies. people need People need the awards. They need the hardware. They need the hardware. It's true. 
Um, yeah, this has been a good year for games. I think anyone that tells you this was not a good year for games doesn't play enough games. Yeah, they don't um, play enough video games. I think if you're only relying on the handful of major studio AAA releases, I, I can maybe see where you got that. Although, I, you know, Halo Infinite's an amazing game. I think, you know, Shin Megami Tensei Five is a really good RPG. Um, yeah, there are, there are a lot of good games that came out this year, but... Uh, I think this year might have been one of the best indie years ever. Um, Mm -hmm. I think Inscription, I think Wilvermyth, um, there's a a, a few games that I've only scratched the surface of. Um, Griftlands technically came out this year. Griftlands, there's Unsighted, which is an interesting game. Um, Before Your uh, Eyes. Yeah, um, this was a a really big year for games. I mean, The Ramp came out this year, which Merritt was obsessed with. I was briefly obsessed with that game. Destiny 2. Destiny 2 came out this year. Big indie, big indie, big indie title. Uh, Chicory, a colorful tale. I mean, these, I mean, really, it's a really, really good year for uh, indie yeah, games. No matter um, what you what you were into, I feel like there was at least one big thing. Yeah, that was yeah. like your thing, or yeah. like something you didn't even know was your thing. Sure, and yet, yeah. it, here it is. Here it is. Um, well, folks, what do y'all think? You know, did did, did y'all have a um, a uh, best guy of 2021 nomination. Is there a game that made you laugh so hard it, your brain fell out? Um, <laughs> is there a game that you just couldn't decide? Wait, was is fun that why I'm so sick? Uh huh. Yeah, I think so. Oh, I meant to fuck. Ta- we, I meant to talk to you about that last week, but <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, what do y'all think? Uh, let us know. Come to uh, the uh, Fanbyte Discord, fanbyte.casa. That is fanbyte.casa. Um, join our Discord. You can talk to us about our goatee choices and tell us yours. That's a really good place to hang out. Um, I, uh, I, what are some other things? We just recently rolled out a uh, a big redesign of fanbyte.com, which was a labor of immense love. Um by uh, Nikki and Steven and Dylan and our designer Sanam and mm-hmm. um, and and the tech team and obviously of course Merritt and Danielle and a bunch of other folks like that, I didn't do uh, anything. No, that's not true. You did. That's not true. You, you, you were in those at, meetings. You looked at things and said, "I, I don't did." Know. I said, "I don't know." About you that. made the site responsive, Merritt. What are you talking? Yeah, about? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that is yeah, true. They wanted to launch it. They said, they said we, "We've had enough of this responsive stuff. Yeah. We want to go back to not responding to anything." And I said. Yeah. You're gonna. You're not gonna make a dime if you do it that way. You're not gonna make a dime. Um, so yeah, thanks to thanks to everyone uh, who worked on this this redesign. It's a really uh, big deal. It is iterative. If you're listening to this now, and all you've been thinking about for the past couple of weeks is, man, Fanbyte ruined their website. Um, man, why are these words so small and mobile? Why, yeah, why are these words so small and mobile? Hey, by the time you're listening to this, that might have been fixed. Be. Yeah. Um, uh, so there are just things that you know we're noticing now or we're on the fence about forever. And then once it launched, we're like, okay, now we know, now we know how we feel about it. Folks, y'all should have someone, if you ever have a design team or like a engineering team, you should have them do the fake out where they go, okay, it's live. And then, then all suddenly you realize all the things that you actually think are a problem. Um, it's a fun little trick to play on baby minded people like myself. Anyway, that's, yeah, um, it seems great. Yeah, it seems great. Uh, but the website is, uh, it looks so much better than it used to. I'm so happy about that. Um, and you can go check it out. Uh, you can find Merritt at uh, Merritt K on uh, on Twitter. Um, she also runs uh, streams a couple times a week on Mondays and Fridays uh, over at twitch.tv slash fanbyte. Uh, and also on Wednesdays with Retro Landfill. Um, that's going to go till the end of the year, we think, right? Retro Landfill? Yeah. That is, yeah, we're going to run that till the end of the year and then we'll cool. see. How we're feeling in yeah. 2022. It's a very good stream. I love it. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll also uh, tackle Elden Ring when that comes out at the end of February. And of course, Nikki can be found at Godsua. That's G-O-D-S-E-W-A. Uh, Nikki is all over our streams and our website and our socials. Um, I can be found at Floppy Adults. I run a Tuesday morning stream uh, where we hang out and do some morning stuff. And it's also a place where I will uh, talk about kind of inside baseball stuff with the site. So if you want to know more about a redesign or things that have happened uh, at the site recently, uh, that's a good place to get updated on that stuff. That's twitch.tv slash fanbyte. 
every Tuesday morning. Thank you, Jordan, uh, for uh, your wonderful production skills all year. Jordan, one of the best in the biz. Let's go. You can find Jordan at Jordan underscore Mallory. Um, And uh, yeah, if you if you like a podcast on our website, he's responsible for half of them. So (laughs) Paul is responsible (laughs) for the other half. So um, yeah, it's a good chance. They they only they each edit one half of the podcast. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. like Paul will take the second half of this one and and Jordan will take the first half. I'm just kidding. Uh, This is a Jordan joint. uh, and uh, yeah, uh, that's going to do it for us, I think. Um, this has been the group three of the Goaties and uh, of the Fancies 2021. Um, thank you so much for listening. And uh, yeah, we'll have more content for you right here on this very feed. Um, so I hope you all have a good rest of your year and a good 2022. Uh, until next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Adios, gamers. That's my new catchphrase. Oh, okay.